This is the Daily Podcast Practice Show for Monday, November 29th, 2021, Day 29 of National Podcast Post Month. I'm your host, Rich Grimshaw, here to practice the art, the craft, and the sport of podcasting. Here we are, the beginning of another work week after a long weekend, long Thanksgiving weekend. I feel energized, rested, raring to go. As I do my daily workout to build my podcasting endurance, my podcasting technique, get my podcasting muscles on, get my podcasting six-pack worked up, doing some podcasting planks, training, getting ready for my ultimate destiny as an A-list podcast host. Of course, you remember the old riddle, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Well, how do you get to be an A-list podcaster? Practice, practice, practice. You can find more about this over at dailypodcastpractice.com. For the Lunatalians in our listening audience, we have a waning crescent moon tonight, heading toward a new moon that will occur in just five days, December 4th, 2021, at 2.43 a.m., so plan your activities accordingly. On this day in 1935, physicist and Nobel laureate Erwin Schrödinger, 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 it's got an umlaut over the O. I'm going to butcher it. I'm just going to say Schrödinger. I'm sure it's pronounced differently. Herr Schrödinger published his famous thought experiment, Schrödinger's Cat, a paradox that illustrates the problem of the Copenhagen interpretation of quantum mechanics. Aren't you glad you listened to this? I mean, you don't get this stuff on AM drive time radio, right? So we really have to get our inner geek going to tackle this one. I'm Seriously, we do. And I'm not nearly smart enough to go there, so I'm giving the Reader's Digest version of this whole thing, right? First, quantum mechanics is a fundamental theory in physics, and it involves physical properties of things at a very small scale, the scale of atoms and subatomic particles. It's the foundation of all of quantum physics, including quantum chemistry, quantum field theory, quantum technology, and quantum information science, otherwise known as quantum computing sometime. You've probably heard about this. It's big-time theoretical stuff, really deep mind stuff. Now, so that was first. Second, nobody really understands it. (laughs) Reading from Wikipedia, quote, Perhaps the only consensus that exists is that there is no consensus. <laughs> okay. We got big shot smarty pants physicist Richard Feynman, who really is a big shot smarty pants physicist. And he once said, I think I can safely say that nobody understands quantum mechanics, quote unquote. And his buddy, Steven Weinberg, another big shot smarty pants physicist, was quoted as saying, quote, There is now, in my opinion, no entirely satisfactory interpretation of quantum mechanics, unquote. But that's not stopping them. Quantum mechanics is still studied and used just because we don't understand everything about it. We're we're still, still working with it. But I digress. Let's get back to the cat. So, again, back in the 30s, Herr Schrodinger uh, taps in and he pretty much says this is all pretty ridiculous stuff. Uh, he was talking about this Copenhagen interpretation of the stuff. And in fact, the Copenhagen interpretation is kind of like nobody can write it down. And he got upset about that too. So he said, this is, this is ridiculous. According to what everyone is saying about this quantum mechanic stuff, I could put my cat in a box where none of us can see it. And we don't know whether it's dead or alive until we open the box and see for ourselves. But, and this is the big but, 
until we open the box and see the cat is both dead and alive. <laughs> and that is the paradox of Schrodinger's cat. I just feel sorry for the cat. Now, there were some other conditions about putting this cat into the box. There had to be some other things in there. And like I said, I'm not smart enough to understand that. But I think we can understand the concept of a cat being both dead and alive and how stark that is in contrast to our current perception of reality. So there you go, quantum mechanics. <laughs> and by the way, it's not Herr Schrodinger's birthday. It's just the day that he published his paper. So uh, there's some kind of celebration for that. I haven't. I don't know what it is. Happy, happy publishing day, Herr Schrodinger. So let's go to birthdays, okay? Born on this day in 1803 in Salzburg, Austria, the Austrian mathematician and physicist Christian Doppler. Doppler, you've probably heard that word Doppler. This is the guy who explained why the sound of a car or a train or a siren that is coming toward you has a higher pitch than one that's going away from you. This is the Doppler effect. If we use some scientific terms to explain it, we would say that the frequency of a wave depends on the relative speed of the source and the observer. So that means there's a different relative speed as the source of the of the noise is approaching you, and there's a different relative speed as it goes away from you, and that's why it changes pitch because the frequency changes. You probably slept through that one in high school or maybe even grade school. I don't know where they teach it now. Herr Doppler died in 1853 at age 49. Young man, but he made a very good contribution. So happy birthday, Christian Doppler. Let's take a question now from 350 pretty good mighty all right questions to ask. We're at number 153. What has been blown way out of proportion? One does not have to look far to find things that are blown out of proportion. I would say just about everything because our present day culture seems to thrive on things that are made to be sensational and extraordinary. And to do that, you've got to remove the proportionate sense of it and just go nuts. Even small events that have no real consequence, no real effect, um, have to be made larger, artificially larger, just to get attention. And God knows everyone is trying to get attention. Television does this really well, especially the 24-hour news channels. I mean, they've got to fill 24 hours with stuff and they have to hype it, so they just get crazy with it. Face it, I mean, it, it's it's what sells, right? Didn't we learn recently that uh, Facebook algorithms intentionally present things that are negative and overhyped because they know that these things get quote-unquote uh, engagement? They get a response, and that's what they want. They want a response. And Facebook knows that if they want to keep you around on their site, they need to feed this stuff to you. So that's my answer to what has been blown way out of proportion, everything, just everything. That is all for today, but I'm going to leave you with this thought since we were on kind of a scientific bent at the beginning of this. I want you to think about geometry because without geometry, life is pointless. I'm Rich Grimshaw and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.